Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. We sell crack to our own out the back of our homes. We smell the musk of the dusk and the crack of the dawn. We go through episodes too, like Attack of the Clones. What till we break a bag and you hear the crack of the bone to get by? Just to get by, just to get by, just to get by. We commute the computer, spirits stay mute while your ego spread rumors. We survivalists turn to consumers. Just to get by, just to get by, just to get by, just to get by. Hey, how you guys doing? It's producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to podcast number 47 for Brothers Comics. I am your host, and on the line tonight, I have my two major compadres. Uh, on the line is Big Hutch. Say what's happening, Big Hutch. What's up? All right, and then also on the line is Female Perspective. Say what's happening, Female Perspective. Hola, what's up? All right, so it's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you in a couple of weeks uh, without being able to podcast here for Brothers Comics. Uh, but we have had the other comics uh, or uh, the other podcast up with Who uh, Day Over Forty and the Thursday Night Comic Book Chat. So if you were missing anything from about Brothers Comics and you were just so sad that we were gone, you can check out either of those two podcasts. Um, tonight we are going to uh, talk a little bit about um, black women in sci-fi uh, or lack of black women in sci-fi and the audacity that some have to blame black women essentially for everything. But we'll get to that in a little bit of time. First thing to know tonight is, are we drinking? And what are you drinking? Big Hutch, what are you drinking? I am drinking Granite Coast Vineyard Cabernet Sauvignon. It's at uh, Blank Joe's. It ain't sponsoring us, but it's delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. A female perspective, what are you drinking? I'd have to say ditto to the Granite Coast Cabernet Sauvignon. Oh, excellent. All right. I'm on a Guinness Blonde American Lager. I don't know why. It was on sale. That's basically all I can say. So, yeah, so let's clink a glass. I'll clink mine with my phone if y'all clink them together. We sometimes forget. So, clinkity clink. Yes. So let's get started. As always, we start off with the box office report. Female perspective will count us up from the movies from this past weekend from 5 to 1. Now, we're recording today on a Sunday afternoon, so we have, you know, an official box office report. Um, So what was the number five movie in America this week? Uh, Deepwater Horizon, which made $0.3 million. Yeah, that's that movie with Marky Mark and that other unlikable person. Yeah. Next. What was number four? Um, the next one is Mrs. Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, which made $8.9 million. Okay. What was number three? The Girl on the Train, which made $11.9 million. Okay. I, I, I said I wasn't going to stop there, but I, I am going to stop there. I'm a stop sign there. That movie is not as successful as I thought it would be. I mean, that book was uber popular. And the movie's made about 30-some-odd million dollars at this point, maybe 40 million-some-odd dollars. And that's kind of surprising. It has grossed $46.5 million thus far off of a budget of $45 million. So okay. it has made its budget after two weeks. So, right. And it dropped 
um, like 51% from its opening weekend. So I guess, I mean, you can consider that a, a success. It's already yeah. way back but I would say that that movie is, or that book, was way more popular than uh, Gone Girl uh, in terms of its, one, critical acclaim, and two, in terms of people that read it. So the anticipation of that movie was very, very high. And so I was thinking it was going to do Gone Girl-like numbers, and I don't think it's going to do that, which is kind of surprising. That's all. Um, I mean, who's the star? Is that Emmy, Emily, Emmy, Emily Blunt? Emily Blunt. Yeah, Emily Blunt. I mean, it's technically, I mean, you know, she's does good work, but I don't know if I would consider her a movie star, especially not in the States. But I, uh, I don't think she's really a big movie star, like, you know, as far as being able to open, like, big budget movies. So, yeah, that okay. might be. Okay. All right. What, the movie's about a crazy chick who gets divorced and passes her house every day or something. I didn't read the book. I wanted to read it on my tablet, and I was just waiting for the price to come down. And even actually this past weekend, I was at the library and was wanting to rent it, and it, all the copies are rented out of the library still, too. That's what I'm saying. I, I kind of thought it was going to, you know, do mucho, mucho box office, but, um, I mean, I don't even really know the whole plot of the movie. Uh, that's, maybe it's the girl with the dragon tattoo kind of problem. I, I mean, I don't know either. I ain't watching. Right. Okay. Uh, what was number two? Uh, Kevin Hart, what's now? With maybe 11.9 million. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have a stop sign there because I just, I, I, I'm done with Kevin Hart, basically. Mm. But his budget um, was 2.9 million, so, I mean, he made his budget back. Oh now he's the king of making things, you know, profitable. I mean, that's 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 the um uh shoot, that's the Medea way. You know, you make these movies that don't really cost that much money and you make all that money on the back end because the production budget is so low. I mean, that there's nothing wrong with that. But again, as we always talk about with Kevin Hart, who's seeing this stuff? It certainly isn't us. And like so who who's his audience? Hutch? Um White people, yeah. Because uh, we yeah. we a couple of marquees last night, and in a place where they'll be voting red in, in three weeks, I saw that Kevin Hart was on the marquee. Right. So that was. And, yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's the new Sandbad or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh, yeah. I, I mean, I it. I don't know who his audience is. Like I said, I mean, I you know I live, talk, work near black folks, and I'm like, well, you know, I ain't seeing that shit. I ain't seeing that shit. It's either that or people lie about seeing it, just like they lie about seeing Medea movie. It's like you know that movie made all that money, and it wasn't all in the back of all white folks. So somebody's seeing that stuff, but I don't know who it is. It's that or it's a millennial thing, you know, where younger kids are just into him because they think he's funny. It's it's one or the other. Or maybe a combination of both, but um, I mean, I would imagine that most, you know, black folks in our, you know, check that box, ain't really riding with Kevin Hart that hard. Yeah, I say it's probably a combination of both. Right. All right. But the perspective says there is going to be a a number three to that one movie with Ice Cube. Ride along three. Yeah, yeah. I saw that somewhere too. Uh, yeah, I, I saw a Facebook, uh, Twitter post about it, and I just. I retweeted it with the words, nope. 
Um, that's basically it. <laughs> uh, I mean, but that that is the way of Hollywood to just make something a trilogy that should have not been a single and just deal with it. So it's fine. I mean, I, I've only seen part of the first one. Um, that's about it. Wow. All right. What was number one? The Accountant, which made $24.7 million. Okay, and that's with starring Ben Affleck. Uh, makes about $25 million. That's based on a comic book as well. Um, I thought it uh, was. Yeah, it's based on some sort of indie comic. Um, and the 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 stop sign that I had put up there about this was um, I was curious to see how well that movie did. What was the budget on the account, uh, female perspective? Uh, 24 point. Um, no, I'm sorry, that's the book. Uh, forty-four um, million. So the okay, so million it made twenty-four point seven million. Right. Okay. So, so it'll be a profitable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll 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 exceed its budget. Right. Yeah. And my stop sign was, you know, post Geely, even a little bit pre Geely. You know, Ben Affleck was uh, persona non grata. You know, nobody was really trying to f with him in his movies, and then Geely happened. And then he literally had to, to disappear for a couple of years, I mean, where he didn't appear in anything. And then when he makes his comeback, it's more as a director, not an actor. And then any of his post-acting, uh, uh, like post-Geely, post his acting where he's not in a movie that he's written or starred or directed in, have all flopped. I think, what is he in, Runner, Runner with freaking Justin Timberlake. Um, he's, had a, <laughs> he's had a couple of box office bombs. Let's look at some of his post Geely movies or in the last couple of years, female perspective <laughs> about like things that he made that he didn't star or direct. You know, he's got all that pump from Argo and then from uh, Gone yeah. Baby Gone. Uh, and then he, uh, Gone Girl, which he didn't write or direct, that was successful, but that was, you know, that's a built in audience based on the book. But he's got, he's got some stinkers in there where he was the actual star of the movie. Uh, what, what a movie where he did with Samuel L. Jackson, where they would chase each other. Was that him, right? Yeah, that, that was him. him. That was the jacket. Wasn't that a? Oh, oh no, it wasn't that when he was doing when he tried to be um uh shoot the Harrison Ford role because he got one of those roles too, didn't he? When he was on his ascent, they tried to make him the game, but some of all fears, right? Yeah, the some of all fears, and then. Changing Lanes is, I think, the movie with Samuel L. Jackson where he got the black guy rub. Oh, that's right. It was Changing Lanes. Yeah. Yeah. Awful, too. Um, Yeah, we got Samuel Jackson to blame for a lot of these freaking people, by the way. (laughs) There's a lot of them we could blame for. Times is always hard for a black actor, so. (laughs) I guess. Yeah. So again, Sam ain't met no check he didn't cash. So um, I mean, it is what it is. But I, I'm just I'm just curious, you know, because the most of the movies that you see in in Ben Affleck's queue after this movie are all related to superheroes, you know, whether it's Justice League or Batman, you know. And he's I mean, he's pretty much married himself to those roles. So I was kind of curious as to how people would respond to him being not Batman. Try it again. Like- What'd you say? Try it again. 
Oh, uh, yeah, I did. That was fine enough. I mean, you know, I wouldn't it, – it, it didn't deserve all the accolades that it received, but it also I, wasn't a terrible movie either. I think they just wanted to give him his comeback, and henceforth they jumped on Argo to do it. Yeah, but it has all the, the trappings of an Oscar bait movie, and, it you know, if there was a check off every box for Oscar bait, it literally did every single thing. So, I mean, it's not a surprise that it made it that far. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was an okay movie. It was overrated, but it was all right. What did y'all think about it? I thought it was overrated, too. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah, I was curious as to how people would respond to him as a movie star anymore. Um, it's very surprising that um, – I was surprised that that movie did as well as it did. Um, so he does have at least some version of star power left. Um which is yep. kind of surprising. I think he's an overrated actor anyway. I think he probably is a better uh, director than he is actor by far. But, yeah, I, I definitely believe he's an overrated actor. Right. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, so we'll end the box office report there um, and shift straight into nerd notes. Um, we got I one, two, three. Heard, Go ahead. Um, I saw that you uh, ran his buddy. Matt Damon in the crowd again. Uh, yeah, we want to side angle side on that. Yeah, we can if you want to. I wrote a whole piece about it. Yeah, yeah. fuck Matt yeah. Damon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> basically. Uh, I mean, basically, uh, and we talked about it on the Thursday Night Comic Book Chat, but basically that, you know, he was at New York City Comic Con. He took on the the controversy about his shitty movie, uh, The Wall or whatever it is and it's not really being whitewashing. And and I'll give him that. It isn't whitewashing. It's white savior movie, you know, basically saying that, you know, oh, well, you know, we had to sell the movie to middle America. You know, that's why I'm in it. And, you know, I mean, he just gave every sense, you know, a central, you know, white man, ex white man explaining excuse ever to reason that he's in the movie. And it's just bullshit, you know. And, um, um, I mean, I was not seeing that movie to begin with. It wouldn't have mattered who was in it. But I for sure ain't going to see it with him because, uh, I mean, he's shown who he is. He's a so-called ally. Ben Affleck is one of them people, too, you know, a so-called ally, so-called liberal, so-called whatever. But it's much easier for them to be like, you know what, we're going to take care of these kids in the Congo to actually deal with any real issues in this fucking country. So, you know, fuck him. Fuck Ben Affleck, too. Um, <laughs> that's basically how I feel. <laughs> I, I hear you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I, whatever. Fuck Matt Damon. I was never a fan to begin with. I was always more of an athletic fan. Uh, they I, both suffer from the why, same. Why are you know, they, athletic fan? Because I definitely I, prefer Matt Damon over Ben Affleck any day of the week. I don't know. I just I just kind of like liked him more. I mean, but they both suffer from the same uh, narcissistic and take themselves way too seriously. I mean, they both suffer from it. You know, probably more so one than the other one. Probably Matt Damon more so because you know he's only five foot seven. You know, I, and he's got little man complex. I definitely think Ben Affleck takes himself way more seriously than Matt Damon does. Oh, I yeah. think they both do. I think they're both full of juju. Right. Agreed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, fuck, fuck them both. Um, all right, I'm sorry. So, yeah, let's go to nerd notes. We got a couple of different nerd notes here tonight. I think I have four. Hutch, why don't you go ahead and uh, – we don't have the dice. 
and I don't have my sounders with me either. I have to go get it. So yeah. one through four, you got dice? No, I, I huh? got four for the bagel losses. Oh, jeez, come on. Uh, so pick a number then, one through four on a uh, nerd note here. Four. Four. Um, Kate Beckinsale, star of Underworld and Absolute General Hottie, stated this week that as they were making Underworld, they had actually, Universal had actually proposed to Marvel to try to use Blade in one of the um, Underworld movies. Um, And Marvel had told them, no, no, we have plans for Blade. So it sparked all these rumors that possibly there's a Blade something in the works for Marvel and Wesley Snipes, that they wanted to use Wesley Snipes, and that's something in the works. So could we see Blade make a return somehow, some way? Big hush. Will there be money involved? I would assume. Then yes, Blade will return. What do you think, female perspective? Um, I think they will, you know, bring back Blade. I'm surprised that it's taken this long. Um, yeah, I, I could, I could definitely see that happening. All right. I, I think that. Um, yeah. I mean, I, it's it seems like Blade would be much more well fit for a Netflix series at this point. It pretty much uh-huh. seems like they've kind of gone that way. It, it just it, to me, it makes like all kinds of sense. Uh, I'm not sure if they would be up for another movie with Blade because uh, the two and three left a three like killed the franchise. I think really, at least in terms of making a movie about it. Uh, but uh, I could see it returning to Netflix or the character returning to Netflix somehow. Um, I think that would be you know pretty good. It's a check for Wesley Snipes, and we know he needs him. So um, you know, I, I, I I'd like to see Blade again. I, I keep wanting to watch the movie. You know, I keep wanting to you know pull it, and I'm like, man, I don't know if my kids should see this, you know, although I think it's kind of like a 1998R as opposed to a 2016R, if that makes any sense. Like, you know, there's a different moral compass there. As I think about the movie, there's like no titties or anything like that in the movie. And I don't even think the language is that bad. It's just kind of um, like kind of cartoony violence, which is probably like a PG-13 now. Um, so always, I think I, I think I want to try and watch it, but I'm not sure if I can. So, but all right. So, yeah, so Blade. We're all thumbs up on a possible return. Yeah, thumbs up for a possible re- return. The first one was really, really good. Um, yeah. The second and third one, yeah, was, was real shaky. Yeah. Well, I mean, they made that Japanese anime version of Blade that was right. And then they also well, that- had the- Live matches on Spike TV. Yeah, the TV show on Spike with Sticky Fingers from Onyx. Um, or was it Fredro Star? Or I don't, one of the dudes from Onyx was, you know, a star his blade on that show, too. So, I mean, it's not like he's been gone, gone. Uh, but I, I, mean, I think it, if there's going to be a return to the role, it'll have to be Wesley Snipes. You know, black people don't age. So, it is a fucking vampire, too. So, he really not supposed to age. You know, it, it would just make more sense. Um, so, hopefully, they'll do something like that. It would have been interesting if they put him in Underworld, you know, with the idea of hunting vampires and, and you know, lichens and wool. And, you know, that, that would have at least been interesting. Um, something different for sure. Um, I know people would have lost their minds if it happened. I think it would have been a good way for them to reintroduce the character also, like in a familiar right. environment. But, yeah, yeah I, I I definitely could see them bringing the character back. Yeah. 
Yeah, money on the table. And that's basically what it's going to come down to. You know, Wesley Snipes agree to whatever peanuts that they're going to try to pay him because you know they're going to try to lowball the hell out of him because they know he needs checks. So, uh, you know, is his pride worth more than the money that they're going to put on the table? Um, And also, uh, he's been notoriously difficult to work with, so we'll see how that pans out soon. mm And um, I'm most sure jail time is making no better. Exactly. Right. And undeserved jail time at that, by the way. Uh, you know. So if you ever read like some of the transcripts or that shit, he actually did pay his taxes. It just got there a little late. But <laughs> um, so yeah. All right. All right. So not uh, any number one, two, or three female perspective. Two. Two, two, two. All right, this is the one that we talked about in the pre-production meeting. Uh, Disney has announced that they've gone through their uh, move, their cartoon movies and turning them into live-action flicks, and we got Beauty and the Beast coming out early next year. In the future, they're making Mulan, and they are making Aladdin uh, as live-action movies, and it was announced this week that the director of the Aladdin movie is going to be none other than former Mr. Madonna himself, Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie of also fame of really awful movies. There are no good that guy Richie movies, fight me or at me. And um I don't know how the fuck he's famous to be perfectly honest with you. So Guy Richie or even well not even that. Mulan or Anna Latin as live action movies. What do you think? Um I could see them doing a uh Mulan and, and what was the other one again? Mulan and Aladdin. Uh, Mulan and Aladdin. I guess I could see a live-action version. I don't know how Guy Ritchie was chosen to uh, to be the director. That's an interesting uh, combination. Yeah, but, lock, lock, and yes, there. yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Snatch, I think, is him as well. And I never saw any of those uh, those Sherlock Holmes movies, um, so I, I can't I can't speak to that. I know he made that terrible movie with his then wife, uh, was Castaway or some crap like that. Uh, just some awful movie. Like I don't. It seemed like it was purposely made awful. Like that. <laughs> like they literally made it to be terrible on purpose. It was so bad, um, but I'm not yeah. sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's the movie she did with John Penn was awful, too. Right. Yeah. yeah. That might be her go-to move. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think side angle side, too. Freaking Billboard had the audacity to name her uh, performer or woman of the year or some shit like that this week as well. And it was like, did Beyonce not live this year? Was that last year? Is she living in a vacuum or something? How in the world did Madonna get woman or performer of the year? I mean, yeah, I can see Beyonce, Taylor Swift, uh, shit. I mean, there's a whole bunch of people. Anybody but Madonna? Yeah. Oh, my God. You realize, this is really sad. You realize when that bitch die, that it's going to be ridiculous, right? Like, you realize that, like, people are going to lose their minds. Like, they're going to cut into television shows and, like, be putting the funeral on as if royalty had passed away. You realize that, right? 
Uh, yeah, maybe. maybe. I'm going to maybe. And we're going to mm. see them horror movies again, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, we can real quick. I ain't never been a fan of hers. Never, ever, ever, ever. I ain't never been a fan. Music, movies. Uh, she's been. Oh. She's nah. Harry on Harry underarm Playboy issues. Like I ain't never been a fan of Madonna. Um, uh, and I, she's always seemed to me by far one of the most overrated performers, air quotations, of all time. Um, I'm not sure how y'all feel. Shoot, what did I do with it? 
No, I forget what I did with it. No, I thought we did one. We didn't do one. No. No, just oh, no. female perspective. Just took one. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I that was You're one. Sorry. So now there's two or three. Oh, two. 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 I, I miss. I miss numbered. Okay. Uh, two. Sigourney Weaver is at New York City Comic Con this week. Sigourney Weaver was listed. She's going to be the villain in the Defenders show on Netflix. The Defenders show is going to be the combination of Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage and Iron Fist, and set for Netflix sometime. It's going to be a little while from now, but she's going to be the villain. And I set that up as a question as, what's some of your favorite Sigourney Weaver roles? We're all fans, right? Yes, yeah. I like Sigourney Weaver. Um, okay. I like The Year of Living Dangerously, um, Aliens, um, Ghostbusters, um, uh, what else? Um, what was that one? Was she that movie with Harry Conn Gears and Oh, yeah, that was good. Copycat? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that one, too. Yeah, she, she has a long list of, let me pull up her, uh, her movies, uh, Working girl, working that. Yeah, she's in that. Yeah, she she's a good actress. She does work well. Yeah, she. I mean, there are very she's been in that I didn't particularly like. So yeah. I'm a, yeah. I'm a or what about you? Me personally? Are uh, you talking? Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't want to you were talking to. Uh, I mean, I liked her in like a, a lot of the ones that you listed. She was in a movie in the early aughts with um, uh, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt and Ray Liotta and Jason Lee and uh, uh, that actor that we all like. Um, shoot, it's like a comedy. I think Heartbreakers was what it was called. Gene Hackman was in there. Yeah, with Gene Hackman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie is hilarious. That, that's a go-to every once in a while. Uh, that that you know, it's a farce of a comedy, but it's very funny. Yeah. I mean, she's very um, flexible. You know, she can play comedy. She can play action. She can do drama. You know, I was, you know, speaking fanboy Twitter. I'm sorry, fanboy Twitter was all upset. You know, oh, what's she going to do? Because she's like almost 70 years old. But I was like, man, shut up. Golly, I hate you people sometimes. Go ahead, sorry. We forgot to mention Galaxy Quest also. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, she's great in Galaxy Quest, too. She has a, a lot of quality work. Um, yeah, she's a good, very good actress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, it was, it was good to hear that she was, you know, getting work. You know, what Hollywood does to female actresses once they reach an age where people aren't, you know, they're not considered essentially fuckable. They like to discard them to the side and only put them in, you know, bullshit or if they can even get work at all. You know, you think about that, you know, that movie that was made a few years ago. It was like Searching for Deborah Winger. You know, like after you get to a certain age, and you know that you know they're just disposable. You know, they don't even think about them for actors or in the movie roles anymore, which is why we get stuck with all these young dumb bitches all the time. Um, so, <laughs> well, you know what? I think it also depends on the quality of actress or actor that you are. Well, as far as being a female actor, I think it also depends on the quality of an actress that you are. I mean, she's right. a good actress, so I don't think she's going to have problems finding work, as well as Meryl Streep. I mean, look at the work that Meryl right. Streep is doing. So if you're a good quality actress, people will hire you. If you're right. just kind of the mill, you know, you just there to look good, then you're going to have a, a short 
shelf life. And that's right. that's basically what it boils down to. Uh, you got a you want to put it to that? Oh, no. I, I do have some names, but I'll leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. All right. They love Ellen Mary. Yeah, they do. She's been she working now more as a mature actress than I ever saw when she was, quote, a whole I, I, I think she worked now more as an older actress than she did when she was younger. Yeah. And, I mean, mm-hmm. well, Oscar gold, 
we haven't really been represented in movies. But it plays. Seriously, come on, man. Uh, I mean, how? I mean, ask what they're more comfortable seeing us play, being subservient or slave or something like that. Um, right. Now, if we're seen as the lead or the hero or whatever, then that's when they tend to have issues with it, especially right. if they consider it to be mostly a white role. So, right. yeah. Well, it's like, well, this shit, oh, it's not believable. I'm like, motherfucker, this movie got Wookiees in it, and that's not believable. I'm like, seriously? And I told Hutch, like, this was going on, like, um, or maybe it was on the Thursday comic book chat, and maybe I wasn't talking to Hutch, is that I was in, like, battles with, like, kind of white fanboy Twitter before I got into battles with black hotep Twitter, which we're getting to in a second here, that, you know, people were all upset about uh, the – casting Iron Fist is not, you know, as as a white guy and you know, it could have been Asian or whatever. You know, and people just coming on my in our mentions or whatever about it. And somebody was like talking about like, oh, uh, I think it was David oh what's that that African dude that played Martin Luther King in Selma? Oh, um We can't pronounce his name. That dude. Yeah. So who was it? he's African via Britain. And he was saying, I guess he was in Game of Thrones. Was he on Game of Thrones at some point in time? No, he was not. Okay. Well, I think somebody had asked him about that, and he had made a comment like, you know, well, you know, it's not really a show that has people of color in it or just that and the other, and that's a shame or whatever. And people were like, oh, well, you know, but they shouldn't be in color or whatever, you know, because it's not historically accurate. Motherfucker, that show got dragons in it. (laughs) (laughs) It is not history either. Exactly. Like, this is fantasy land, man. Are you kidding me? Like, why the hell wouldn't there be black people in? Are you kidding me? There's dragons. His name um, is O-Yellow or something like that. His last name is spelled O-Y-E-L-O-W-O. Yeah, we know who we're talking about. We just can't pronounce his name. But Well, anywho. But it was just, you know, people, like, just being insane that, you know, if it has to be, or, you know, strictly sticking to canon. Like, oh, it has to be canon. Well, in the books that there's this, and in the books that there's that, or it will. In this particular time, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, shut up, man. Shut up. Like, what in the world? It's okay, like, for things to be a little bit different. It's not going to end the world. And, again, y'all, it's like, oh, the, well, the white man is not getting this, or the white man is like, man, the white man owns and does everything. Who the hell do you think is making this movie? You know, who the hell is making these TV shows? It certainly isn't no black folks. (laughs) So it was just a week, I mean, just a week of just on and off with it. And like I said, I'll come back to it when we get to um, uh, the STFUs. But that leads to one of our main topics, and it's great that we have female perspective for this so she can share her unique perspective on these types of issues. As I said, I was arguing with white boy fan Twitter, uh, Hotep Twitter, which is the freaking ugly, freaking bastard cousin of black Twitter, is basically arguing that uh, Birth of a Nation did come out last week in its large theatrical release. Um, it bombed, uh, made about $7 million uh, on its theatrical release. Uh, people were expecting this to be a Oscar, you know, it does check off all the boxes, and it looked to be well on its way to doing that prior to the scandal with the writer-director and star Nate Parker, uh, who went on the tour before 
the movie came out and was basically, I'm not apologizing for anything because I didn't do anything wrong and basically, you know, torpedoed his movie. And so the movie bombs. And so as people are trying to analyze and figure out why the movie bombs, a good portion of Hotep Twitter was essentially blaming black women for this. Like black women are the problem because black women wouldn't support this man that's doing his work. You know, he's doing work. Black men's doing work. And, you know, typically the black woman, you know, ain't going to, you know, won't support the black man, essentially. So female perspective. Yeah. If you had. <laughs> Go ahead. And first of all, I wanted to point out, I mean, the movie had an 8.5 million budget. It made 12.2, so it's made its budget back. So, right. and I mean, it will continue to make, you know, profit money. So, I mean, it broke even. I mean, I don't know for the subject matter. I don't know how much more they were expecting it to do, but mm. I mean, it broke even. It'll probably make a little bit of, you know, a, a profit. So, I mean. Yeah, well, what more would you want? But I think it was, people were looking at it, it was going to be financially more successful than that. I mean, if you go back and look at 100 Years a Slave, which was the last slave movie that was an Oscar bait movie that actually won Best Picture or whatever, um, it was much more financially successful than that. Okay. Well, yeah, that that might be true, but it also had your... um, uh, more well-known uh, actors in it as well. I right, mean, and it also had white backers as well. Next oh, um, character is, and and from what they do know, they probably weren't too impressed. So right. yeah, I mean, you factor that into it. Um, and like I said, black women had nothing to do with this movie not being a success. Um, right. You know, it it was based on his history. Period. Right. His history, and, he really. Charged up 
as a black person, and then you got to go to wherever you got to go afterwards and be like, man, I'm kind of looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I call that every day almost. Um uh yeah <laughs> um i yeah i mean those types of movies are supposed to push a, a you know they're trying to push a, an emotional button in you and then where you got to go be in white spaces and thinking about you know what you just saw and trying not to react emotionally out of it i mean yeah that that there is that issue um i mean i stated i stated to y'all a long time ago before the controversy came out like i'm done with slave narratives i'm done like i don't need to see another slave movie it doesn't matter who's starring in it. I, I'm good. Slavery was bad. Like, I got it. So, um, like, I was good. And then the controversy on top of it was just like, well, that just, you know, was the cherry on top. But I wasn't going to see it anyway. You know, whether the dude turned out to be the Pope or Jesus Christ, I probably still wasn't going to go and see it. So it really wouldn't have mattered for me personally. But the the best part about the black women getting blamed for um, – for this, it, it created a hashtag about black women that, you know, um, things that black women were responsible for, um, you know, as a, as a, you know, as a, as a fun, you know, tool. Let me see if I can pull some of them up here. <laughs> um, can I, I need to bring up something. Have sure. you noticed know that that part of uh, American history is slowly being, uh, Covered up, whitewashed, as you call it, out of, yes. the, out of the history books? Yes, very much so. It's being watered down to the sense that, you know, essentially trying to tell you that, well, it wasn't that bad. I don't know why y'all tripping about it. You know, they, they, you know, some of them was fed all right, and, you know, y'all got some good athletes out of it. And, yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know exactly what you're saying. It kind of starts with, you know, Michael Jordan uh, was a good basketball player and everything was been cool since 1984. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and it's always been the sense that they can never see the historical the historical perspectives of it and the 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 you know, the down ballot that comes with, you know, hundreds of years of slavery and degradation. They can never see that because a couple of niggas, you know, make good money, you know, shooting hoop or singing songs. Like, well, look at him, well, look at him, well, look at him. Well, yeah, you know what? Those people are anomalies, you know. They are not the the true experience of the black experience that they happen to make it out because they could do certain things. Y'all see it completely differently just because a couple of, you know, a couple of people making it. Um, right. So, yeah. So we, it's, in these movies, we still need these perspectives and these things. I mean, I know the Black History Museum over there in Washington, D.C., and I do want to go see that. Um, but you know, if we if we don't pay attention to it, it will disappear. That's true. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it, it will. But do you think it, making movies about it? I think doesn't even making movies about it. I don't know that even even helps that part of it. If they, I mean, it doesn't. I probably doesn't hurt it, but I don't know that it helps. I mean, the team makes a movie every year about their situation and. It's usually up for somebody's award, and it's in our face. What do you mean, the Holocaust? You know what I mean. <laughs> well, well, I mean, no, that's a deeper story, too, based on who owns and runs studios. But, 
Um, well, it's interesting in comparison because they never, you never hear them tell Jewish people, oh, y'all need to just get over it. No, right. you don't dare think to say anything like that to, right. you know, the Jewish population. But yet they want us to get, you know, all the years of oppression and shit that they didn't put us through. Unbelievable. Mm. Right. Unbelievable! Oh, you, you need to just get over it. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and there's 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 the get over it people. There's the oh, it wasn't that bad people. It's there's the well, you're not a slave, you know that I didn't own no slaves or I don't have anything to do with that people. And this is like, and fuck you, all right? Like shut up. Like what are you? Like, like nobody has like perspective of like, hey, you know, that was messed up, and there's a possibility that things are going on now that that were affected from that time. But no, it's just well, you know, whatever. That are a direct result from that, most definitely. Yeah, our right. our change for the most part. <laughs> our yeah, we we got name like the pet. Right. Yeah, it's just yeah. It, it's, it is what it is. I'm sorry. I'm trying to have a hard time because, man, people tweet so much sometimes. I'm trying to hard to find some of these things. But basically the, the thought was, you know, y'all saying that black women is, the, you know, the problems for everything. So, you know, you can blame us for, you know, pumpkin spice lattes and uh, uh, candy corn, you know, all these things that people, like, <laughs> say that they dislike. Um, it's just kind of all these real fun. I got one. I don't know if it's been part of your STF news, but that Billy Bush story was. was yeah, it's in there. I mean, how in the blank blank you leak you leak some information and you get paid off? That yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like. Um, Remember yeah, the black I, I, who, who leaked out Watergate? He couldn't find a job until he died. Right. Yeah, I, I think I put in there is um was that you could watching whiteness work like you could be a trash at your job. You're not even good at your job. Then you get caught doing trash on the fucking job, and then they catch you and then they fire you, but then give you money to go away. Like that is watching whiteness work at its finest because a black person or any other person of color would never have that shit happen. They're going to fight you for every dollar. Like, oh, we're going to give you this money, but then sue you all to be damned, and you have to pay every lawyer off, and you're going to wind up with 37 cents at the end of it. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah, that's why, that's whiteness at its finest working there. Uh, and I put in there, too, whiteness is undefeated, man. It's undefeated. They got a 100,000 years history, and oh, it's completely undefeated. Now, what about now that woman that got, that got arrested in Texas, got, you know, for, Police abuse. Did you end up being hung? You died. I mean, they paid her off. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah, it, it's it's amazing. Um, no, I I agree. Um, all right. So yeah, so we yeah we can transition to STFU. Now, let me find my sounder while I'm going through this. By the way. But yes. Um. Oh, hold on. All right, do you got any SDFUs as I'm scrolling through this and then trying to find my founder? I got an SDFU for the Republican Party for yeah. for their, I mean, this, you read what you sow, you put a big-ass fucking chicken in your fucking house, <laughs> and now, I mean, damn, man, 
and he was saying that, you know, all the black women wasn't going to go see that movie because they found out that his wife was white and, you know, and the other thing. You know, the fact, so I was just like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? That's like, that's like 99% of people don't even know that, let alone probably only 90% of them care. So, I was like, I mean, just making any other excuse. I try to justify why this movie failed, and I'm just like, "What are you doing?" And I usually, I usually roll with Roland Martin almost on everything. I don't know what he was thinking here, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't down with that. Yeah. But was I, that I, I'm amazed that they're trying to blame this on black women as to why this movie didn't uh, didn't do as well as perhaps they anticipated. I mean, right. that, that's based on his history. He's to blame for that. I think he's playing on the subject matter. The subject matter and his history. If, if people chose not to see it because of things they read about, you know, his, in his history or whatever, you know, that, that's on him. Right, but, but yeah. don't you think, don't you think if if that controversy wasn't there, if that, hold on, if that controversy wasn't there, with Oscar So White from last year, and you have this movie that is, you know, uh, allegedly well acted, allegedly, you know, well done or whatever, there's no way it makes $7 million on a wide release. That doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. It's the controversy. But a lot of people decided that they weren't going to see it. It wasn't just black women that said they weren't going to go and see it. I'm saying. I, I haven't seen 12 Years a Slave. I'm sorry, I haven't seen it. Uh, a lot of Oscar movies don't do well the box office. Right, they don't. They don't. Yeah, yeah but they, again, but, uh, but, uh, but Oscar movies don't make a lot of money at the box office because they're more, uh, more or less for critical, for critical acclaim. Right. So right. that movie is made by winning an Oscar, or right. you know, actors being in a movie being nominated. And heck, I mean, he may even get nominated for an Oscar. That could be. Nah. I think that I think that ship is sailed. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no. <laughs> no, that that's that slave ship done sailed already, man. Um, it's uh, it ain't happening. Um, but I mean, I, I like I said, if if you're doing an apples to apples comparison with Twelve Years a Slave. And again, like I said, if you look that up real quick from your perspective, I'd love to see what the budget and what the final box office number was for that. But again, it also is going to be inflated because it won an Oscar. It won Best Picture, so it's going to have those long legs of people seeing it. But I know it's not going to be a – I mean, what is – this movie's made $12 million, so it's going to be probably a $20 million movie. It's, I'm sure 12 Years a Slave made more than $20 million. Probably made more close to that on its opening weekend. Oh, wait a minute. Let me look at that. Uh, I'm going to pull my Curtis jacket. It didn't get a dollar out of me. Right. Well, $56 million. It made 56 So. Yeah. And again, that, that, and I think that's the closest apples to apples comparison that, that you can make. And then again, that was a movie not with any controversy attached to it, you know, other than it being about slavery. But it also it's, won Best Picture, Best best Supporting Actress, Best Screenplay. Um, I mean, you know, and again, it makes fifty six million dollars, and it won all those awards. You know, I mean, and that again, that 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 slave narrative is going to be something that people don't want to deal with or see. Like, I get that part. I was like, but this movie should have probably made more than seven million dollars. 
and it's the controversy. Like people, his name is Mud, and people don't like supporting Mud unless it's white Mud. The budget for Twelve Years a Slave was twenty million dollars. Right. Now I got a movie that I don't understand why it got so much acclaim and whatever. That damn Django Unchained bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I I wrote a whole article on Tarantino for the website. Uh, fuck him too. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm not a fan. Uh, but yes. Uh, but would you call that a slave movie? Uh, it was more. Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, it, it kind of was. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, it was. Okay. It was. Okay. Um, yeah. Just, just to add to the 12 Years of Slave, it made um, $131 million, um with foreign um, or overseas. Yeah. Okay. In Africa and where else? I mean, I don't, I don't think... Well, I don't, I don't, so worldwide... Because all those people in European countries are perfectly okay, just like people are in this country watching niggas be slaves. They're cool with it. That's what they know. You know, most of those countries don't have nearly the amount of niggas that we do. So <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, that's just cool. You know, you know, watch them. Oh, wow. You know, so I, I, that doesn't surprise me at all. And I'm sure it only got released probably in like South America and portions of Africa and in Europe. And, you know, it probably wasn't too many screenings in China. Yeah, you know, for twelve years of slave. You know what I mean? I don't think yeah, I don't think it played well in that area. Right. So even if it was released at all. Right. Okay. So yeah, sorry. So Roland Martin, yeah, you need to get another one. I just like playing it at this point. Hold on. So for Roland Martin coming out your mouth with that bullshit too. Hold on. Shut the fuck up. All right, so um, I think that's the last one I got. Uh, I do have uh, one here. Go ahead, Hutch. I was going to say uh, uh, Supreme Court Justice. Oh, yeah. Ginsburg, Peter Ginsburg. Yeah. She, I mean, she is off. She's a wonderful, oh, she's a wonderful. But anyway, she said some stuff about Colin Kaepernick that he was not being un-American to protest during the, the, the controversy about that stuff at the football game. Um, it's very American to protest. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I would, I thought she was on the, you know, the side of liberty and freedom for all. Right. I, yeah. You know, she made her comment. She called a little bit of a, a little lash. And she kind of, she retracted it. But she yeah. said it, um, you know, she, you know, she's a, a Supreme Court justice. You know, I talk before the Supreme Court justice, but another story. Um, but, yeah, Colin Kaepernick has been able to, and any Americans to be able to say, well, they don't feel like they want to do this or that. As long as it doesn't hurt anybody else, you taking the money out of my wallet, whatever, I don't give a, you don't hurt nobody. Yeah, yeah I don't give a blank blank. Right. Uh, 
and on doubling down on that, you know, the, he started for the first time this season against Buffalo today. They got mollywop, but they were selling shirts outside of the stadium with, you know, uh, there was one of them that had like a crosshairs like on him, like a picture of him on his knees, you know, kneeling and a shirt that had a crosshair on it, you know, and something like to the effect of something that was, I mean, literally a threat if you're putting a crosshair on somebody's face or whatever. Um, you know, because, yeah, people are trash. And that's basically it, man. People are just trash. And, it's, you know, I mean, no one was going to make a judgment about white people being trash. But, like, people are just in general are trash because they don't, like, think. Like, if anything that is disagreeable with them, instead of being like, you know what, we disagree on this, people have to take it to the extreme and, you know, try to, you know, put this person down so bad just to try to make yourself right. And it's like, shut up. But it also it is, it's nothing that's more American than your ability to disagree with one another. I don't know why we can't disagree with each other, like, politely anymore. Like, it's got to be, you know, yeah. It's what? Amendment number one. Right, yeah. And yeah, but people get that confused too, Hutch, all the time. It's just like, you know, all right, well, I, I saw something in Georgia where some teacher got, you know, fired because she went on her social media or whatever and was calling, you know, Michelle Obama a monkey or something, like posted something like that on her Facebook page, you know, for everybody to see. And it was like, well, um, you know, this freaking nigger bitch monkey or something like that. And it was like, well, you're not going to jail for saying that. But if the school sees that or whoever your job, your employer sees that and they don't want that to be a reflection on themselves, yeah, you know, that's a problem. That's why our Facebook page is nice and locked up. All right? So, uh, <laughs> you know, that's that, it's, it, it, you know, like I, people get that confused too. Like you're not going to go to jail for it. But, I mean, you know, it doesn't mean that you're free from consequences for doing and saying stupid stuff. Well, that's yeah. the part you have the freedom to say it, but you also, would, I mean, there are consequences for your ability to say that. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't understand how people and, get that part confused continually. Also, under contract for, you know, the way they represent themselves outside right. of you know, actually being at the school. So right. that's also, like you said, that's a reflection of the school system. So, Let's say yeah. you don't. Yeah, let's say you don't like Obama. Let's say you don't like Obama and Michelle and, and Obama. Let's say you don't like them. Fine. You don't like them. So you go on your Facebook page, you'll be like, man, I can't wait for uh, Michelle and Barack Obama to be out of office. I'm so sick with them. You made your point, right? You said it. Yeah. Nobody's going to say anything about that. Like, I, I don't like her because, you know, she's, you know, too attractive and she got better shoulders than me and her husband's the most powerful man in the world and mine work at the coal mine. Whatever. Whatever the reason that you don't like them, that's fine. You can say that. But you can't be calling people monkeys and ugly monkey bitches and cunts or whatever the hell she called it. Like, you can't do that. How do you – like, what, who – Yeah, you're not going to get – yeah, that's the part I don't understand. And then people, oh, this country's losing its ability to free speech. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, this is my last rant. Okay, people that are like, oh, well, everything's too PC or whatever. PC is really just cold word for – White people can't do or say the shit that they used to say, period. That's all it is. Every time there's something that's PC, it's trying to cover up some version of white supremacy. That's all it is. Like, oh, I can't call nobody retarded anymore. Like, why should you be calling somebody retarded anyway? Like, you know, you can't say these, like, you can't do these things anymore. 
and that's a good thing. Like people are like, oh, that's just too. P-. That's no, it's not. It's not PC. You shouldn't have been saying it to begin with. The system was fucked up to before. You're just making it. You're trying to continue a fucked up system. That's it. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's see here. Anyway, now, well, well, you got another chance to admire the SDSU. Okay. Yeah, my root get voted Ginsburg. I'm done with her. Oh, okay. Yeah, hold on. We'll give her the sounder. Then. Oh, so much fun to play. Yeah, and she's actually one of my favorite Supreme Court justices. I was surprised that she came out of her mouth, but she old as hell, too. She might not be with us much longer, either. Um, yeah. She old. Hold on. Dang it. Right, here we go. Hold on. Shut the fuck up. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, so now that's for Ruth Bader Ginsburg as well. So, yeah, all right. Is there something else out since I talked to wrap up podcast 146? We got to give out our commission brother, basically, to McKenna. Oh, yeah, RIP. Yes. Thank you. Oh, I forgot about that. Go ahead. I'm just Tommy from Martin, yep. age 52. Yes, 52. Passed away in a lot of from, mm-hmm. I thought it was, was it some complications of brain aneurysm or something. He had a stomach aneurysm. Stomach, aneurysm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and his stomach, yeah. It ruptured and whatever happens when you have a ruptured stomach aneurysm, I'm not really sure. Um, but yeah. nothing good, obviously. Uh, yeah, I saw that on Twitter as it was, you know, erroneously reported that he had died. And then on TMZ, it was like, no, he's not dead. He's just in really bad shape. And then TMZ was like, he's not expect to make it. And then shortly thereafter, they were correct, and he didn't. Um, so, yeah, uh, shout out to Tommy, man. Um, I mean, we're all big fans of the Martin Show. I think we talked about this before. Like, you catch that show at the right time. Um I mean, you'll you'll be doubled over in laughter, uh, just in pain, that, laughing so hard. Um, that that so. that Sunday clock where it was what the Simpsons, uh, Martin, and Living mm-hmm. Cup. Yeah. When it all lined up together, I mean that was right. one thing for me. That was right. over doing homework for me or right. shining my whatever that was. So yeah, mm-hmm. that was that was my moment. Right, yeah, yeah, that was that one hurt a little bit. Uh, again, 2016, playing with a video game cheat code, man, with the deaths. They're just taking out people left and right, and for some reason, Trump is still here. I don't understand why he's making it, uh, but some of these other cats can't get, you know, can't get the 60, man. Jesus, 52 years old is very, very young in my book, um, and that, that ain't, that's not sexy at all. Um, so, yeah, uh, rest in peace. Tommy, you got any favorite Tommy episodes from Martin? I mean, they all, I mean, he never had a job or did he ever had a job? That was a running gag. They never knew what to be. Right. He yeah. was about his job. And they were like, you know, he don't have a job. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, what? One of my favorite episodes of kind of Tommy centric was the one where um, they went on a retreat 
uh, and he brought a, a, a work a, a coworker with him or whatever, and it was the white lady. Um, and they thought he was with her, and she had like all these. I think her name was like Laquanda or whatever, and she had all these black qualities. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why I always bring some hot sauce for my black-eyed peas or whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of my favorite Tommy episodes. Um, but yes, we never knew what job he had. So yeah, I think I saw you posting on the Facebook page that they should have did the uh, reunion, you know, before yeah. he he passed away, right? Female for or Hutch. I don't know who posted. Yeah, I, I did it. It was right. Me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And now I hope they don't. I guess they might do one now at his body funeral, but right. that, that's typical. That's the blackest thing I've heard. You know, right. Right when your people die. Yeah. Um. And uh. And I don't. I'll be honest with you. I don't know that Martin and uh Gina or whatever her name. I can't remember her real name right now. But I don't know that they've ever mended that fence. Um, yeah, I don't think they ever mended that fence, and and I, and I think and she's super close with Pam, like in real life, and so if that's not the case, like I don't, I mean, like I don't think that fence has ever been mended. So um, I don't think that you know, uh, yeah, there's a lot of bad blood there. So yeah, would, yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah, I don't either. Um. Yeah, I don't think so either. And Martin has been back in the news a little bit recently. I saw, like, he's got, like, a Netflix special or something coming out. and He was on one of the late-night talk shows not that much long ago. So, um, you know, just getting ready to get in shape for Bad Boys 4 or whatever it is, or 3. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, shout-out to Tommy. Rest in peace. Hello? You lose you there? Okay. All right. Okay, all right. What's his real name? Tommy. Tommy Thomas Michael Ford. Yeah, Thomas Michael Ford. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that wraps up one forty-seven for Brothers Comics. Uh, now we're getting close to Halloween. We need to do a Halloween-centric episode, y'all. Uh, it has to be next week because after that it will be freaking Halloween. So we need to do a Halloween-centric episode. On the Facebook page, it came up the other day about our live tweet of uh, uh, Fat Albert. Um, and, yeah, and it came up. I was like, oh, that was there. And then I listened to the Halloween episode that we did not that much long ago, maybe a two months ago. Uh, that's one of our funniest episodes, by the way, um, by far. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we need to do a Halloween episode. I know I got some tales that I never – I didn't get through that whole podcast. Cause it was almost two hours, that podcast. So, um yeah, be thinking about that. We can, you know, definitely get that in. I'm not planning on seeing any Halloween theme based movies or anything like that because you know I don't mess with that stuff. And uh, that's pretty much it. Hutch, I know you're a big Halloween fan. Are you already decorated and decked out? The kids were asking me about it. Yes, we have started decorating. We did see a, a scary movie, um, The Conjuring Two. Which oh, I okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. I didn't ask y'all. Have y'all seen any of these movies? Like, we, I mean, not the top fives, but you see any of the other movies? No. Okay. No. Did you guys get through any more of Luke Cage? I finished Luke Cage. You finished the whole thing. Okay. You want to give your 90-second review? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was yeah. well done. I liked the acting. I liked the actors. Um, the story was, was 
my opinion, um, considering, you know, the translation from comic book to to putting it in a, you know, uh, uh, television series format, live action format. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was well done. Yeah. Um, the of course, I thought that the actress that played Missy Knight, I thought she did a very good job. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I thought it was very, very well done. Yeah. Hachi only still seen a couple episodes. Uh, yes, I, my library card is expired, so yes, I need to renew it. Yeah, we um we talked about it on the Thursday show, and we we all agreed to that. You know, it's it's very well done. Uh, anybody that's trying to poke holes at that is in a moron, basically. Um, it's just really well done, well written, well acted. Um. So yeah, I thought I thought it was great as well. Okay, all right. So yeah, so we wrap up forty-seven. Go ahead. Sorry. What's your favorite Halloween candy? What's your favorite for Halloween? Uh, I mean, if it just has to be a Halloween candy. Any candy. Uh, I'm pretty addicted to Sour Patch Kids at this point in time in my life. Um, <laughs> if I'm allowed to get candy at Walgreens, that's pretty much my go-to box. Um. <laughs> I mean, I don't really eat much besides Sour Patch Kids anymore. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, Sour Patch Kids. I might slide a uh, 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 a Starburst in there once in there, but yeah, it's usually Sour Patch Kids. But that, that, gosh, darn it, we gotta wrap this up. That, that somebody did put this out there about. There's a lot of candy corn hate out there. Like people <laughs> hate candy corn, and I'm like, what's wrong with candy corn? I don't hate it. It's not the greatest candy in the world. Um, but do y'all hate candy corn? I love candy corn. I know it's okay. a point to get candy corn every Halloween. So, yes, I, I will be purchasing some candy corn this year. Um, yeah. Hurts? Now, I like candy corn, but don't give me none of them funky colors for candy corn where it's like uh. it's so brown and orange. Or Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the standard. Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, it's got to be the regular ones. Okay. And then there was another one, and Hutch is going to, man, don't drink anything because I know you're going to piss your pants here. Uh, and then, you know, this kind of discussion on Twitter was like, oh, about the candy corn. And then it led to this people were running down Mike and Ike's. And they were like, oh, that's the nastiest shit ever. And I was like, hold up, man. Mike and Ike's was delicious. the <laughs> <laughs> Damn bosses, hey, beans. Oh mean, yeah, I, yeah, those things were awful. But yeah, yeah, Chico sticks. Uh, oh, yeah. like there's a whole bunch of terrible candy out there. But uh, Mike and Ike's ain't one of them. I mean, Mike and Ike's. I mean, I haven't had one in a while. But in the past, I had no zero. I had no problems with Mike and Ike. One of my favorite candies. Not hot tamales though. Those are disgusting. All right. Yeah. Anyway, we're, <laughs> we'll wrap up 147 as we slalom closely to 150. I have to try to do like a, a, a clips show for 150 or for 50, you know, like a, uh, yeah, like highlights. Yeah, like a highlights episode, you know, like playing bits from the past, like a Carson episode. Um, but, yeah, as we're trying to get to episode 50. Yeah. What did you say? What did what? you say? Yeah, you're breaking up there. Clip show. You're breaking up. I can't catch that whole part. I said the Simpsons like to do clip shows. Yeah, well, we're like the Simpsons, maybe. Yeah. 
Only twenty. We're only twenty-two seasons behind. So, um, yeah, that's that. So, yeah, we'll get to that. You can uh, find this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. I just made an application for us to get on Stitcher. Uh, so hopefully that will work out. So there'll be another place that you could download and listen to the podcast. Also, uh, not next weekend, but the following weekend, Brothers Comics will be at the Florida MegaCon in Tampa, Florida. Uh, for the 28th, 29th, and the 30th. Uh, I have a press pass. Actually, I have two press passes. I don't know what to do with the other one. Uh, but we'll try to get some audio and some pictures and cosplay of all the people that are there. I may pick up Sandman and drive over there with him. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, be on the lookout for that. Try to get some uh, audio and video all for that. And uh, I think that's about it. I don't have anything else coming up or going on. You guys? Not really, no. I'm done, All right. All right. So I think that's going to wrap it up then. Uh, So, yeah. So, again, feel free to share this podcast with your friends uh, and share it around. Leave reviews. Five-star reviews would be great. Uh, Check the website at brotherscomics.com. That's B-R-O-T-H-A-S, comics.com. I'm doing a little bit of updating today on the website with articles and whatnot. Uh, So go ahead and check that out. And if you follow us on Facebook, you can find us at Brothers Hutchinson. And then if you follow her on Twitter, it's at Brothers Comics on Twitter. And you can get at Female Perspective or Big Hutch on the Facebook page if you want to ask them a question. Just direct it towards Big Hutch or Female Perspective. And you could also get at um, uh, like Sandman if you're on Facebook as well at Sandman415. All right. So that's it. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, I'm going to sign off as the producer. Go ahead and sign off, Hutch. Uh, have a good week going forward. Happy Halloween. All right. And then Female Perspective, sign us out. Adios from the Female Perspective. All right. You two take it easy. Peace. Peace.